Welcome, friends. Welcome to episode eight. We're talking to Harry Firma, the founder of Innate Experiences, a company that organizes remote living and working experiences for digital nomads and, and entrepreneurs. A British Indian man who also worked for Manchester United uh, when he was younger. I'm curious uh, about that experience. Hello, Harry. How are you today? Hey, Jasper. Yeah, I'm super good. It's very, very hot right now, as I think a lot of people are experiencing and just kind of flowing with that energy, um, you know, using using the energy around me to to do my best work. So very excited to be here as well and, and very excited did, to talk. You seem to travel around a lot. Where are you at the moment? Yeah, I'm just in Montenegro, actually. It's first time here. There's a lot of nature here, actually. I think if people listening want to kind of co-work, but also maybe do a bit of hiking, a bit of biking, a bit of diving. It's not bad. It's not bad. And you're not paying, you know, 700 euros to fly to Mexico for it. So keep it on Mon the radar. Montenegro. So that's uh, that's a good uh, tip. And um, yeah, how I met you is because you're the founder of Innate Experiences. And I actually signed up for one of your um, uh, experiences, which is, which is a breathwork co-living in uh, Portugal. Mm. I'm very much looking forward to it. But can you share why you started this and, and and what the purposes of this company yeah definitely so i think the aim at innate experiences we're creating co-livings um but with a bit of a twist so whereas most co-livings you turn up you have a group of people there you don't always know who's there um and you know you can get your work done live a bit communally in a new country that's amazing but uh we really select the people that come to the co-livings and um, we make sure our co-livings are in deep nature and that we're exploring themes. So, yeah, I mean, obviously you're coming to the breathwork themed co-live. So we're going to be going on a deep breathwork journey every day. Uh, and the idea is to give it a bit more depth. Um, there's a hell of a story behind starting it, uh, which starts with um, ayahuasca and ends with us talking here right now, um, which is, I think, like a lot of us, um, the pandemic took a lot out of me, you know, taking away the travel, taking away the exploration. You don't realize how much impact it has on your psyche or on your well-being. It kind of sneaks up on you, right? Um, I, I'm sure you experienced this too. And about halfway into the pandemic, I was running my last company. I kind of realized, hmm, I have no excitement left. I have no excitement for the company I'm building. I have no excitement in the relationship I have. I have no excitement to really do anything, which is a super strange realization. Um, and I think it's the beginning of the signs of, of letting go of a chapter, right? I think if anyone feels that way, it's usually your body telling you there's something new coming and that you have to let go of what you're doing right now. Um, and for me, that was a very emotional process, um, letting go of a, of, of a company that I built. And I know other people have been through something similar recently. Um, and I really felt excited about it though. I thought, okay, if I can, 
let go of my company, I can be young again. I can be free. No investors, no team, no finances to worry about. I'm just going to have a good time, you know, talk to women. That would be nice, you know, without thinking about investment. Um, do a bit of traveling. But instead, um, yeah, I, I spiraled into a pit of anxiety and uh, ayahuasca really, really took me out of that, taking some ayahuasca, realizing how good life is. Um, and from there, realizing that everything is connected um, and that life can be a dance. It doesn't have to be a struggle. Um, and, and that's really the beginning of innate. It's, it's how can we create an environment where life is a dance and not a struggle? Well, being around nature, being around other people, sharing meals together, connecting to ourselves through things like breath work, meditation, yoga. That's it. That, that for me is the way to do it, you know? And, and yep. so here we are. That's beautiful. And um, in terms of time, uh, when did you do this ayahuasca ceremony and where was it? Yeah, that was in uh, Spain, south of Spain, at a place called Omai, Dutch company. So okay. yeah, Dutch people everywhere, huh? Um, <laughs> and that was in October last year. <laughs> yeah, so it was. It's, it's a hell of a journey. I would recommend if anyone hearing this feels some kind of pull at the word ayahuasca, have a look into it. Um, don't do it as tourism. Don't do it to tick a box. But, you know, if there's something in your gut that kind of leaps a little bit when you hear it, it's a... Uh, it's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what thing it is, but it can definitely take you places. And um, it, it brought you to innate. And can you elaborate on the, the themes that you have been picking? So one of them is breathwork, but can you elaborate on them and why you chose these themes? Yeah. So the themes that we kind of bring about on our co-livings, meditation, yoga, breathwork, psychedelics, Jiu-jitsu, climbing, um, you know, it's not all about kind of deeply spiritual practices, but the reason why we choose these is, is we believe that something that we've forgotten as human beings is connecting to the present moment, feeling joy in our bodies, not feeling that our bodies are something to be maintained, like going to the gym and just pushing out squats, you know, like a chore, but seeing it as this amazing instrument that we have. So connecting to our body connecting to different states of consciousness in the present moment. These are things that we used to do as our birthright in societies before agriculture. Every society had rituals to get us into these places. So these themes are there because they do just that. You know, meditation connects you to your mind. Movement while, while breathing deeply, it connects you to your body. Um, and if we can do that, if we can connect to our bodies and minds if we can connect to the present moment once per day just once i think we live in an amazingly fulfilled life i really believe that that everyone listening to this if they could just do one thing and does the desire come from uh, your own experience when you had a face that you didn't do this for instance yeah i i think for me it was about the 29 years <laughs> the 30 years before I met Ayahuasca, you know, was was me just soldiering through, right? It was me pushing towards goals all the time. It was like, I used to meditate, but it was like, today I will meditate for 15 minutes so that I become more productive, you know? It was, it was kind of, um, as Alan Watts says, so focused on achieving the future that you step over the present moment, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of missing the whole point of life. 
So everything, I, I did these things, yoga, meditation, but I would do it as a means to an end. I would do yoga to get more flexible, meditation to get more productive, <laughs> you know, breath work to get fitter. Um, instead of, I think, just allowing those practices to help me enter the present moment um, and feel that connection to other people, to the world around me, um, to myself, which is, is a very different way of approaching it, actually. And, and a lot more meaningful as well, because we, you know, we have the rest of the day to do that, right? We have the rest of the day to like worry about the bills and think about payments and to, you know, plan our next travels. And, you know, we've got 23 and a half hours to do that. You can spend 30 minutes just having a good time. You know, you can just listen to a song. That's, that's honestly, I said that to my sister when I came back, she was like, what was the impact? I was like, you need to listen to a song you really like every day and have a good time. (laughs) So so, so with innate and with all this experience, you want to inspire people uh, to be in tune with their body and the present moment on a daily basis. And um, yeah, what type of people um, uh, do you aim to attract? I think it's probably they need to they need, uh, they need to be available for a month. You know, they they need to be willing to travel. So, what type of people yeah, do you attract? I think people like the people who listen to this. I guess people like you. Um, um, look, one of the big things I believe in uh, innate is that we want to create a way of life and, and we don't want to become hippies where we're connecting to nature, self, other people, um, by running away from society. You know, we still have to earn money. We still have to make things happen. And it's also fun to do that. So we look for people who can work remotely, whether it's just for a couple of months, you can work remotely or whether you're an entrepreneur and can, you know, you decide where you want to work from. It's super important to us that those are the type of people we're bringing out there. Entrepreneurial, remote working, capable, who are also open-minded, conscious. And also the most important thing, by the way, people who laugh. Because like, I don't want to spend a month with people who don't laugh. You know, and there's a lot of those people. They're far too serious. <laughs> far too serious, you know. It's like, it's, it's nice to bring people who also kind of... I had this interview with this lady, amazing lady. She designs eco-villages in developing countries. And um, she came on the interview to join our innate program. And the first thing she said was, I was like, how are you? And she goes, yeah, really good. I did my two-hour yoga. So, you know, really crushing it. You know, classic white girl in Lulu lemon clothing. And that's what she said that to me. And I was, you know, and she just started <laughs> laughing. And I started laughing as well. You know, it's like taking it seriously, but also just having fun with it. So, yeah. That's... Um... That's a really um, inspiring fish. And what I like about it is that you bring people together for a month. So it's a bit more meaningful, the connection, than uh, if you travel like every few days. Uh, But I'm wondering in the long term, uh, do you expect to reach a big group of people? Or is it only a small elite uh, that you will serve with these experiences? Oh, that's a great question. My God. Um, I would like innate to become really something quite global um so i would like it to really be a way of life and a place that people can plug into uh, whether it's for a couple of months a year or or, or longer um to really get that inspiration that they can they can live deeply connected lives while still being active members of society and and really enjoy themselves so i I see innate as becoming campuses around the world and you know campuses where there's a yin wellness place you know for, for yoga for meditating where there's a yang wellness place for things like climbing and, and lifting weights and movement, you know, because we value those too. Um, but where there's also a place where people can make shit happen, get their work done, be entrepreneurial. Um, 
Yeah, I, I would. I could see it going around the world, but I would never do it at the expense of the quality of the people. Because, like you said, you spend a month with these people. The people need to. The people need to buy into the, into the philosophy. And and the reason why I think we can be global while staying as fussy as we are with our people, is because there's actually a lot of people like us. It's a quiet revolution. There's a lot of people who are stepping away from the path that society has laid out before us which is not leading to some more fulfilling anyway. I mean, I see my parents living in, you know, succeeding in the capitalist game and now their reward is they live in a big house, just the two of them. And it's like, cool, you know, is that really where we want to go? And I think more and more people feel that, you know, they feel that calling. Um, I think I think the number is in the millions actually of people who feel this way. I think you're, you're getting that as well, right? I mean, you're you're out, like you said, for this chat, you're, you're out in Mind Valley right now. And, meeting yeah. a lot of bohemian people yeah well, i think more and more people are in definitely questioning um uh, capitalism and maybe looking for ways to live in in nature i can definitely see that also after uh, covid um and i just read online that uh around 25 percent of the jobs will be remote uh at least in the us uh, by the end of 2022 so that's a huge um a huge number um but yeah with your with your current offering uh, for two and a half thousand or three thousand euros uh, not everyone can afford that so so in the long run uh do you also see other services like like will there be an app or 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 more affordable services i mean there's nothing wrong if you would only do these retreats but i'm just curious at what scale are you thinking uh, for this innate experience company I think co-living for me, the one month co-living experiences combined with, with wellness teams is, is phase one, right? Yeah. It's let's get this party started. Let's, let's find the people who are the most engaged with this problem. People who I think can help us build it even. Um, and, and I'm also a big fan of, I really believe in building a community driven company. You know, that's something that where you empower your community to um, make things happen, that make them feel good and look good. Um, under the umbrella of of, of this com- of company, you know, the entity of a company, right? Um, so that's our aim, really. Do these one-month collabs, build a community through that, create an engaged community online. I do not believe that fulfillment and nourishing moments are created online, but online is amazing as a tool to, you know, meet people, right? Meet other innators and to organize in-person stuff, you know, and not just us organizing collabs and saying, this is this is co-living you must come here but also having members of our community say hey guys why is there not a qigong themed co-live and i live mm-hmm. in the south of france and there's a castle nearby that's half empty in winter what about it you know that like, how cool would that be um so I, I see us going that direction i see innate as eventually building our own campuses having an online community and really like i said the aim empower the people who believe in this to, to build it. And actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. I'm looking forward to not telling people what NA is, but listening to the community tell me what NA is at some point. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's going to be interesting. And, and that's something I want, you know. And like, oh, okay. Interesting. Fair enough. How can we help you make that? So, yeah. so you um, want to get input also from community members on, on what the next steps could be. Exactly. Definitely. Like, I, w- I want them to build it with me. I don't want to build stuff by myself. That's boring. Life is not, you know, you don't want to share moments with your laptop or with your mirror. You want to share moments with other people, right? Yeah. So, 
I completely agree. I'm really curious to see where you will will take it. If we take a look, if you take a look at your resume, there's some experience that you've had that are related to fulfilling lives and fulfilling careers. So I've seen your work with Escape the City, Life Accelerator, Uprise Academy. I don't even know if I remember these correctly, but can you share a bit about your path towards this company and these initiatives that I just mentioned and why you're involved in them or, or, or founded them? Sure. Yeah, so I started, <laughs> let me start on our 22, because I think people will relate to this. If you're in a corporate career or you have been, um, on my first day at management consulting um, at one of the big four, I'm not going to name them, but they begin with a K. Um, <laughs> he was sitting, <laughs> sitting in the graduate scheme, like in the hall, you know, and it's very, they're obviously very excited. And this lady stands up. She's a partner at KPMG. You know, she's made it. She's done it. And uh, she's standing on, she stands on the table and she looks at us all. She looks at us all. And her face is very, very neutral, very stern. She's wearing gray with a white shirt. And she says to us, one day, if you follow your dreams, you can be like me, a partner. <laughs> and I just remember looking around at everyone else being like, this is terrifying. <laughs> what does she mean? I, what about astronaut? What about footballer? What about horse? Like, she's so unexcited. And um, that was my experience in the corporate world. I spent a year and a month there and I really felt like I was living the same day over and over. So I quit without much plan. I, I, I joined Escape the City because I love their mission. I actually just came up to their offices after I quit and said, guys, your book kind of inspired me to quit my job. So now it's your fault and I'm, I'm unemployed. Please help me. I read, I read the book as well. It was amazing. It inspired me. <laughs> it's, it's a good book. They're amazing people as well. Dom and Rob, fantastic. And um, that was a good experience. It really opened my eyes. I worked as uh, you know head of sales at a startup, which is immensely valuable if anyone wants to found their own company but they're not ready yet go and work in sales because it teaches you how to tell stories it teaches you how to be shameless you kind of got to be a little bit shameless um and, and after that yeah I, I started a company called life accelerator um which was i'll be honest i'm not going to call it starting a company it was more of a we wanted to do events to help young professionals become more self-aware and we learned a lot through it um, I made a lot of mistakes and it kind of set the ground for when I launched my first proper company, Uprise. Um, so the aim of, can you give sorry? a few examples of Life Accelerator, like what you organized? Yeah, I mean, the actual big aim was to create uh, an accelerator program but for people's lives to make them more self-aware. So, um, you know, to help them find their purpose, get them, you know, at the time I was high, really high on, you know, the supply of personal growth books you get, like Tim Ferriss, 4-Hour Workweek and, you know, those was it rich dad rich dad poured you know all that kind of stuff and i was like guys can we create like a 10-week program that gets all that knowledge into people's heads after they go to university so um yeah we, we just ran events one day events um to kind of bring people together to teach them things like that there are other careers apart from banking for example which is important for most economics and financial finance students in university to realize because the poor guys are being brainwashed in that um, <laughs> to help people find their purpose, etc. Um, it was a really, really good experimenting ground, actually. Um, it was really good to kind of get a lot of mistakes out of the way, um, which was important because when we launched, yeah, when I launched the first proper company I was building when I was 26, Uprise, it really exploded. It really took off fast. 
And that's not, obviously it's partly luck, but partly it's also a lot of practice getting things wrong before launching that company. So, mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's whenever you see someone succeeding, there's always a lot of fuck-ups behind the success. A lot of mistakes that come before, right? Yeah, one of the most fascinating things about entrepreneurship is how many, how many things you can get wrong and be bad at and still succeed as long as you're good at a few things and get a few things right. That's, so that's i i want to know more about the mistakes and 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 what you just said but maybe first i want to know the, the the company what it was about uh uprise we created a three-month program basically we wanted to create the we see all these programs these mbas there's these mbas at harvard mbas at cambridge mbas everywhere to help young professionals who are sitting in the corporate office and looking up the skyscraper and sink thinking, I want to be at the top of this skyscraper. I want to sit on the C-suite, you know, and there's all these MBAs there for them to, to help them kind of get the skills to get to the top of the skyscraper. But what about the person sitting next to that guy who's looking out of the skyscraper at the world around him thinking, God damn, is this all there is to life? I want to do something purposeful. I want to do something exciting. I want to laugh and cry and lose everything and make it back again. What was the MBA program for them? And we didn't think there was one. So we built a three-month program where we'd bring 30 people together to travel the world and co-live. Um, and while they did that, we built a series of workshops um, that would get them the skills and mindset to find their purpose in the first month, create a vision board of what they want their life to look like, and then to launch an idea before they can think um, to kind of break them out of this corporate mindset they have. Because people think that entrepreneurs are different from them, but they're not, right? We're, we're the same you just you just got to get on with it really like you just got to jump in and, and and it's like swimming you don't get to learn about swimming by reading a textbook you learn about swimming by getting in the swimming pool and, <laughs> and you know people launch ideas and they think something bad's going to happen when they fail but it's <laughs> not true no one cares that's what happens no one they, cares, fail, so. they did but no one gives a shit no one and then you're like them. oh no one really gave a shit i guess that was easy i'll do another one then and so, and so it's so funny to, to see the journey Um, yeah, so, and we ran nine of those programs, kind of had over 300 students um, go through those programs. So, yeah, I've been in co-living for a long time, a lot of co-living programs. That's, if I understand it correctly, it had to do with travel, vision, purpose, and, and entrepreneurship. Um, mm -hmm. And would you say um, a lot of people uh, did concrete things uh, afterwards? Or was it more an, an awareness purpose program for their own development? Or is it a bit of a mix? Uh, I think it's a mix because the truth is, man, there's so many um, hidden truths and jokes underneath the, underneath the program. And also, I think the more you learn about life. And one of them is that entrepreneurship, right? It's not a, it's not a job. It's just a philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a mindset. Like... <laughs> So you get people that mindset of being entrepreneurial and some of them launch businesses and they're off, you know, their ideas take off. Others, they don't, they don't succeed straight away, but they have the bug. And at some point they're going to launch something, you know, it, it kind of, you're, you're, what's the film with Leonardo DiCaprio in it? Inception, you know, you're incepting them. You yeah. know, so um, the damage is done in the three month program for them. And we have, um, yeah, we had 56 businesses that were launched and still running to this day. <laughs> Um, and another, well, 92% of the people who came on our programs didn't go back to corporate. They did not relapse, yeah. as we put it. 
<laughs> so we were doing really well until the pandemic came, we banned all travel and all community. Um, we were doing great. Um, and, and yeah, I, I honestly feel like if anyone is listening to this and is, is kind of considering starting their own thing, like the, the best possible advice, the best advice that I can give them is twofold. Number one, know what you want. Mm-hmm. Because most people do not know what they want. And I mean, in life, like, what do you want? It's actually my favorite question that I ask people. Like, what do you want? Yeah. People don't know. And if you don't know what you want, you're charging forward towards you don't know where, hoping that you stumble into an oasis that you don't know what it looks like because you don't even know what you want your oasis to look like. So you're just stumbling through a jungle blind. Um, so know what you want. Get clear. Um, and the second thing is just launch ideas. Just launch ideas before you can freeze from fear because the math will never make sense at the beginning. You just do it. Know what you want and just and then just take risks. I really and, and like that. Know what you want because it's an easy question, but if you don't know it, you can not just like dabble around uh, and then the launch ideas. Yeah. And is that, um, did you get these two advices from, or did you want to say something else about these two advices? No, honestly, like I, I got this from running that company for four years and guiding over 300 people through the process. It's yeah. unbelievably simple. It's so simple, it's hilarious, but in a way, the most true things are. Um, so no, it's, it's also, I mean, I don't want to get to, can I, can I get a little bit like meta? Is that okay? Or Yes, sure. sure. I mean, it's also, you know, Alan Watts talks about this a lot, which is, you know, be careful what you want because you might just get it and, and, that, and, and that might scare you. And also, you know, if you know what you want, the devil will test you, right? And the devil is you, yourself. Yeah. Um, but if you know what you want and you pass those tests and you start passing them, it's like the universe unfolds to help you towards it. Like yeah. it likes it when people go for something with clarity yeah. and other people like it. You know, you sit down and there's, there's an energy that comes from, from your center, like a fountain. Yeah. Um, and there's a sparkle, a twinkle in your eyes and people feel that and people want that. They want to be around it. They want to be with people who are shaping the world. So I, I agree. go with it. I agree with that. I, I've met some Mind Valley authors and uh, one person, she was a former Miss Canada and a TV presenter. And at some point she found out my purpose of life is love. And she's specialized in integrity dating. But just because she's so clear about her purpose and she wants to help people have amazing dates, you already believe her because she has this clear purpose. Uh, but it's not so easy for yourself to have that. Um, but I was kind of hoping to meet Mind Valley authors to interview. And then a few kind of, I bumped into them and they're available. And then I was a little bit scared. Like these guys have so much followers. They're so huge. But then you realize they're just humans hanging out at a conference, and if you if you just meet them, you can you can do that. But I I recognize that 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 things can can be a bit scary. Yeah. Um, did she? Uh, so did she help you organize a date? Is that? <laughs> no, she did, no. She actually uh, proposed because we were at a party yesterday in the castle, and she wanted me to have a date with my neighbor which was like, I felt a bit of resistance uh, to, towards it. But she yeah, she was actually great. Her thing is that you need to be clear about your intentions. So it's a bit similar to what you were saying, right? You need to know, yeah. uh, you need to know what you want. Um, so another thing you said, you have made certain mistakes, right? Uh, before 
ideas lift off. So can you elaborate on the, the mistakes that you've made or certain learnings uh, that you have had uh, that are, uh, which make, makes it easier now with this company to, to succeed? Yeah, um, so I've got a list of 68 things. So maybe I should just go through. <laughs> no, it's a joke. There's a lot. There's a lot of mistakes you make. Look, some of these mistakes, people, I remember being a first-time entrepreneur, you just got to make these mistakes yourself as well. But the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes that I made was um, getting the wrong co-founder, um, mm. which I think a lot of people do. At the, at the beginning of your journey, you really just, you look for someone who's a friend to start this with, someone who you get along with. Um, but the tough part about building a company is the, the right person for you in the first year might not be the right person for the company in the third year, mm -hmm. which is something tricky. If someone doesn't grow at the speed that you're growing or if someone has a very different misaligned purposes um, to what you have in terms of lifestyle and values. So... Honestly, the biggest thing is be very particular about who you bring in as a co-founder. And this is now going to turn very unhippie, but for God's sake, get a good vesting agreement and cliff mm -hmm. in your co-founder agreement. If you're the original founder, you are the one who owns the vision. You're, that's your primary duty is towards making the vision happen, um, not towards making friends with, with your co-founder, as harsh as that sounds. So protect yourself. Give yourself the ability to go after the vision, even if you guys don't work out. Um, and a good way to test that, which I really believe in, is if you have someone you think could be a co-founder for you, you need to have the chat about what percentage of equity they should get. And you should have also the chat about how long the vesting should be. Say seven years. Aim for, your plan is to have six, but you're going to say seven. And the reason why you're going to say seven is because you want to see their reaction. <laughs> if they shit the bed at seven years, you're, in you're probably not looking at a co-founder yeah. because the truth is ta it takes seven to 10 years to make a company successful. So you want to say that and see how they react because that's how long you'll be stuck with them. If you guys, if you guys go for this. Um, yeah. And you want the best thing to, to be, to be six years so that if they do leave, you can keep going with what you're doing. So that's, that's my biggest learning. Um, my other one is, is, is going to be now more hippie to counter this, to counter this brutal lawyer, lawyeristic mathematical approach. Mm -hmm. which is um, trust your gut, really trust your gut. Like you know what you want to build. You started this company because you know what you want to create. Back yourself. And especially with people, the most important thing when you build a company, after you get through the first phase is the people that you work with, also the employees, the partners you work with, etc. If you feel something's off and it comes from your body, if you kind of feel something in your body, like eh, something's a bit odd, legitimately your body is always right <laughs> it's always your intuition and my intuition has never been wrong ever sometimes it takes me six months to find out why it was correct in terms of having an off feeling about someone or something or having a feeling like mm, this person is not working that hard and i am you know so don't dismiss those feelings be connected keep your mind and body connected so that when your intuition sends you, sends you signals you can really receive them and, and react to them and take them seriously yeah that's a beautiful um, advice, trusting your gut and really um, uh, owning the vision and not giving your shares away too easily. So how do you apply that to your current business? Are you the only owner of this company or do you have co-founders? Yeah, the first one is, yeah, this time I'm the only founder. Um, so yeah, founder right now. Um, I'm still open to 
to co-founding. That's that's something. So also, it's like falling in love. Look, just you, you fall in love and then you have a nasty breakup. It doesn't mean you never fall in love again. Don't close your mm-hmm. heart, you know. But just maybe when you let the like, <laughs> let the next person in, make sure you've grown and you're probably more particular on that person. So yeah. it's kind of the same parallel here. So I would love to have a co-founder, but I'm also not going to force it. Um, you know, I, I think that's a nice way to approach it. If it happens, it happens. Um, and in terms of people I'm working with, I'm really enjoying working with amazing people who I deeply trust. Like Stephen, for example, is our breathwork facilitator. And he was the first person we hired in my last company as well. Um, and, you know, by the end of that company, he was basically like a co-founder. And he's, you know, I would trust him with my life. And it's an absolute pleasure to work with him. And, and to work with Glenn on the Psychedelics Colab is a joy. Again, a really, you know, someone I really trust. And so, yeah, I, I think that's my approach right now. Freelance with people and partner and collaborate with people who I really know well and have good energy with. Um, and, and, and be more like water. Be a bit less fiery, you know. Don't just try and shred, you know, charge towards the vision you have and kind of blindly almost, but also, you know, be a bit more like water, kind of flow. Cool. Who, you know, like who said that they can be like water? Bruce Lee, I think, probably. Yeah, I think we could just yeah. just we'll just name we just can just name famous people. Gandhi, <laughs> <laughs> just make it sound more serious. Yeah, but I, I can see that uh, you just wanted to get started, and uh, you don't always meet someone at the right time. I always feel entrepreneurial people sometimes already have things to do, right? So it's not easy to find someone that is suddenly available. At, at that right time uh, but don't you feel you take a lot on your plate if you're if you're alone or are you now experienced enough to 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 stay healthy while while doing all this yeah i again i think it's a lot to take on i can cope with it because i'm not a first-time entrepreneur i think and i've had practice and experience and i know how to look after myself and even for me it's been tough and i'm very grateful that now i'm working with sasha who's you know really good and kind of right now working on a freelancer basis by definitely CEO is like a big part of our team. Um, once our cash flow picks up and, and I'm, like I said, I'm also not by myself because I'm collaborating with Steven, right? On the first co-live, I'm collaborating with Glenn. I'm collaborating with, with people on each co-living that I do to, um, to make sure that I don't do things alone. I really don't believe in doing things alone. I, I don't think anyone creates anything alone. I think it's a myth, you know, and it's a stupid myth that we have. In, in our in our societies. Like nobody makes it alone. We're all the product of our environment and the people we spend our time around. So own it, embrace it and enjoy it, you know. That I really believe in that. Even if it costs you time or it costs you, you know, some of your margins, you know, like it is for me. I'm I'm sharing some of the margins with those people. Um don't do things alone. Yeah. It's silly. I think that's indeed um a very good piece uh, piece of advice. And um, yeah, how would you define uh, success for for innate experiences in, in like five years from now? How do you yeah? How do you define success? I think deep swimming pools of money, <laughs> <laughs> chocolate fountains everywhere, <laughs> beer cannons. No, my God. Um, yeah, I, I think success at innate. Like I said, I would love to have campuses around the world um, as like a tangible marker of, of that, where people, I really see us, yeah, I would love us to become a community, a global community of people who believe in being deeply connected to the natural world, to our bodies and minds, to 
each other um, who really feel that deep connection, but who are also taking action entrepreneurially. And if we can create a home for those people, like a second home, whoa, that is that is amazing. I get to meet so many amazing people. They get to meet so many amazing people. And we get to, I think, bring some hope, some positive narrative mm-hmm. in a world that I think is gripped with anxiety, that is, you know, kind of stuck in a pattern of survival and constantly taking from nature, trying to take from each other, starting fights, borders, you know, that we can just be a place where, where that can exist, that optimism and that, that thirst for life. Um, I think that would be very nice. That's just that's, small things, you know, just little, yeah. little goals. <laughs> that's beautiful. And you're targeting people between 25 and 40. Um, at Mindfelly, there's also families with children. Can you envision families participating or is it more for, for people without children, so to say? Uh, why I'm asking, why I'm asking, I'm curious the things you offer. Do you think people are always looking for that or is it also in a certain phase of people's lives? Good question. Um, yeah, at the start, actually, I targeted 25 to 40 year olds, but that's already changed. So mm. I think it's changed from our last interview. We have a lady who's 51 coming on it on the yeah. co It's super nice, actually, because she runs her own co-living space. She has a giant, um, what's the word for it? One of those, um, like, they're like a mansion, but like, ah, country villa. Yeah. Where she's got a co-living there and she, and she's amazing. And, um, I really actually am open to that. I, I love the idea of, you know, different ages coming as long as they share the philosophy that we have at Innate, that you bring the wisdom of age, you bring the, you know, the naive energy of youth, you know, and not just people in, in the 30 to 40 bracket who are maybe in the middle. Um, and, and, and for me, yeah, I, I would love going to get carried away again, but I think that's just part of my nature. I would not just love to have people with families come, but what's the next step when you have a community of people where, where, where people are starting to have families, well, schools are terrible. It's like, come on. We all know that like what you sit down on a chair for seven hours of your day, what kind of education is that? What kind of way of spending your youth is that, you know, memorizing things over and over, you're getting knowledge. You're not getting learning. So, you know, I mean, let's go even further. When we build campuses around the world, let's have a space where there's, there's a different type of schooling. You know, let, let's expose people to meditation. Let's teach people how their bodies really work and how to move their bodies. Let's give them some joy to life. Let's teach people how to learn and let's let people let's let people learn the way that suits them. Some people are physical. Some people are spatial. Some people are, are going, you know, hands driven. Embrace it. And, and, and yeah, I, I love that idea as well. I, I don't know how you feel about, about that. It's a bit off tangent, but. So physical, man. physical spaces where also children and families can learn is, is, is part of your vision. I mean, there's places like the green school and um, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm wondering because some people at some point want to ground and, 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 and settle down. So I was wondering what the scope of the, the, uh, the target audience is. So I don't, I don't have the answer, but it, yeah, it, it seems legit that at some point, people with family still want to be in nature and, and connect around themes. I really like the idea of connecting around the theme and to go deep because life gets busy. So it's not easy mm. uh, to adapt a new hobby. So that's what I like that you facilitate that. So I get the chance to go deep into breath work or maybe another time I, I go deep into another theme. Um, 
you mentioned your parents earlier in the interview that uh, they're living in a big house. Like they're a different generation. Do they understand your activities and your vision? Do they support it? Or because it's quite modern what you're doing or, or progressive in a way? <laughs> yeah. Have we reached a dystopian state of society where community is now considered modern? What have we become? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, uh, look, it's really weird because my parents are both, yeah, you know, kind of second generation Im immigrants from India to England. Mm -hmm. They have that very like hard work mental mindset, you know, and kind of in the world of medicine. Um, but they've actually, it's really odd, but no, they've been completely supported. They don't understand it, but they completely support this and they back me. And like my first company, they were the people who gave the 10,000 loan to start it off, you know, when I didn't have savings at 26. And that was critical to kicking off the company. And they didn't have a clue what I was doing, but they, yeah, I, I really am impressed by that, actually. I, I, I rate that a lot. And obviously, as soon as it started succeeding, they were like, you know, time to tell the other parents, my son's an entrepreneur. So, no, they, they, they back it. And, and I like that. I like to think that if we're parents as well, we won't understand everything our kids do, but we can also back them, you know, because part of that, that's part of what kids do, right, in the teenagers and in their 20s is you find your own path. Um, so... That that's that's brilliant and um um so the hard work mentality you you got that from from them like the a bit like the indian hard work mentality yeah definitely look i i think the kind of make it happen no matter what and take on the responsibility um mindset is really important like the the danger with entrepreneurship and early stage companies you know whether people want to become a freelancer or whether people want to start their own thing um is to over romanticize work-life balance as well like you got to go through you got to wait through the shit in the first two years it doesn't really matter what you're trying to do you've got to really work hard um so having that kind of mindset of like pushing through it, it is quite useful in those days um but you definitely also don't want to overdo it either <laughs> yeah you know i can but i can see that you have this uh this mentality and um how how do you arrange like do you have coaches and, uh, and mentors or advisors or how do you do that? In my life or on innate programs? In your, no. So for you in your life and in your business, uh, for you as a person and entrepreneur. Mm, yeah, I have strong views on this as I seem to have strong views on most things now. Um, yeah, I have a couple of mentors. Um, they were not mentors created on purpose they were kind of created from me just approaching people whose lives i admired mm -hmm. and i just message them and chat with them and then some of them we just have a chat and that's all some of them they turn into mentors um you'll be amazed once people know what they want this all comes from knowing what you want um but once you kind of know what you want you can look at people who kind of have what you want or have lived life that you want to live and um you just email them saying you'd like to learn from them and get their advice on how they made it. And you'll be amazed at how many people say yes, no matter how senior or how amazing you are, because when you succeed, what do you want to do? You want to help other people succeed. You want to stick your hand down to help other people up because they got that help as well on their way up. So, you know, people are there waiting for you once you get clear on what you want to help you with that. Um, I don't believe in paying for a mentor or paying for a life coach. Because I believe that the people who have really made it, at least from what I want, wouldn't need to be paid for what they do. Um, but uh, I, I think it's very helpful for people to have that. So just email people. 
And can you give one example of someone that you have emailed and how that turned out? I've emailed so many people, Jasper. I'm really <laughs> quite shameless. Um, quietly, there's a lot of people. Um, off the top of my head, there's just uh, there's too many. How can I give an example? I mean, a good example maybe is Noaj, who started Soma Breathwork, um, mm -hmm. which is a really cool company. Um, and when I was doing the innate breathwork collab, obviously with me being who I am, first thing I did was pulled up a list of the biggest people in breathwork of which I think Mirage is in the top 10. I obviously emailed Wim, Wimmy Hoff as well. Not got a response from him yet. But, did uh, you say Mirage? Mirage Nike, yeah. I, I think he's at Mind Valley. Uh, he also. possibly is. He possibly yeah. is. But we had a nice conversation. And uh, I, I still find, I just find it hilarious that, that you can have conversations with these with these people from just an email and an idea. And uh you know, there's a, there's a few other channels, Breathe and Flow, with 2 million subscribers. I've been a huge fan of them. And just shoot them an email being like, guys, breathwork collab, right here, it's happening. How can I get you out there? You know, <laughs> utterly shameless. And then you get replies like, hey, this is amazing. Let's have a chat. And you're like, ha, huh, this is ridiculous. So that's why I, I really believe in knowing what you want. Yeah. And, and, and when you get more advanced and more confident, and once you go through phase two of just launching any idea you want, once you become more confident, phase two is no longer just kind of launch a few ideas. Phase two is to think, okay, I know what I want. What is the fastest vector I can get there with? Yeah. Like, what is the vector that goes there as quick as humanly possible? And, yeah. and kind of going for that, you know? But that's something for, for people who are a little bit more, I guess, experienced yeah. to play with that concept. Because you can really push things a lot faster than you think, right? Like, everything you want to do in five years, why can you not do that in one year? Yeah. Um, I like... You know, I like these things. I think Tim Ferriss in his book, uh, he explains that uh, not many people send emails to famous people because they think that they receive a lot of email. But because of that, they receive less email than you actually think, right? So if you send an email, uh, they probably also like that because they like to be admired. They like to share their wisdom. And, and I like, I think Peter Thiel said, if you think it takes 10 years, like how can you do it in one year? I also like like that one. Um, and what is your trick? This is detailed, but what is your trick to let someone reply to your email? Is there something in, in, the, in the email drafting that you do? Um, not particularly. Like I said, for me, it's boldness. People who have made things of their life that you probably would admire have done bold things. What that means is that they like other bold people. <laughs> Be bold. You know, like it's, I, I think also Tim had another great quote, which is 99% um, of people are competing for the middle ground. 1%, mm. less than 1% are competing for the, for the mildly insane ground. <laughs> and so it's a blue ocean strategy in a, in a slightly strange way. So, you know, when you approach someone, it's not like, a, a, you know, it's not being, it's just being bold. It's not approaching someone because they have 2 million subscribers and, you know, on the YouTube channel and you follow them for the whole pandemic. It's not approaching them saying, hey, I'm really into breathwork. I would like to maybe see if we can have a chat, right? It's not that. It's, hey, I love your channel. This is what I'm building. It's never been done before. It's a completely different way of building. And we want you to be out there because your energy out there makes us go 10x next time. Heck, we can even do one together if you like if you like it. And if you don't, all good. Sometimes people just don't vibe. What do you reckon? How can I get you out there? 
because I yeah. need this. Like, like it's, it's, you know, just don't give a fuck. Go, go with it, you know? And, and like, people feel the energy. Like, you know, it's, it, it is, it is about energy ultimately. And people feel the energy of you, this train is going yeah. to, to where it wants to go to. Do you want to jump in, you know, and make this train go faster? And it's exciting, right? People want that. People are like, people enjoy that. So that's my style of email. Um, an easy tip is always, always choose the bolder language whenever you, you're writing. Use less words. Like every time you write an email, then rewrite it with less words because people use too many words. Bold language and uh, go for it, man. Like, like, like go for the boldest thing you can go for because that's also how you stand out. How many people have got an email saying, would you like to come to a completely new concept for a whole month that's creating a different way of life? Probably not many. It's probably not a common email. Whereas no. if I just sent them an email saying, hey, would you like to come for a two-day retreat? I have a retreat center. Yay, we can do breath work. Like, they've probably got a thousand of those every month. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so different offering that you that you have. But I, I like that analogy of the, the trains that are going. If you create that vibe, then people want to be, uh, be part of it. So if you look at innate experience as an example, what, is the, what are the one, two things that can can help you accelerate? What are the one, two priorities that you have now? So innate, the first priority I have is getting amazing people around me. Mm -hmm. People I can work with who believe in the vision um, of what we're trying to do at innate. Um, I can help help me build it, become part of the team, you know? I feel like, uh, I just keep getting silly analogies, but I can't stop now. Um, I feel like, you know, what does George Clooney do in Ocean's Eleven when he wants to, to kind of rob, rob a house or rob a bank of something super expensive. Rob a museum, that's it. He wants to take something from a museum. First thing is he has the vision. I want to rob this egg from this museum, right? And then what does he do? He, he finds amazing people. He surrounds himself with people who are better than him at different areas. And that's exactly what I feel like I'm, I'm trying to do it innate over the next six months. You know, uh, find someone who's better at operations than me. Find someone who's better at marketing than me. But all of us believe in what we're trying to create. Um, so that's my number one priority. Um, and, and yeah, my, my number two priority is, I think, making sure that the co-livings are fucking epic. Mm. So just making sure that, you know, we live it and we enjoy it. And people like yourself, when you're out there, you know, you, you feel like this really is an experiment and this is something different. I, I think yeah. that's super important to me, you know. Nothing happens if we don't, nothing happens if we don't actually love the co-livings, right? <laughs> so, yeah. That, that that is truly important, right? That uh, people enjoy it. So, if you look at this space, uh, are there any competitors? And you don't know, need to to mention exactly names, but do you see a trend? Are there any other? Uh, uh, yeah, what other initiatives are there that are somewhat similar to yours? I mean, to be honest, a lot because co living is exploding, right? Co living is one of the future ways that people will live with the price of rent going up and up and up and up and up and up and people's ability to work remotely it makes sense that people want community um so there's tons out there and i don't actually shy away from that i we like i've written articles about top 10 co-living spaces that you can stay at you know like this is this is an awesome movement so yeah i, I think um there's obviously places that have been around for a while as well like remote year um who kind of do one month with groups um places like Wi-Fi Tribe as well. The thing that I found that makes Innate very different is that um, what I found is that these places tend to be very like Instagram vibes. 
you know they tend to be very like oh my god let's go to bali Woo! and i'm like cool okay i love bali but what we're trying to do at night is much more way of life and it's much more grounded uh we really take a lot more time to select the people and it's it's yeah the breathwork theme the being in deep nature and real nature not kind of you know just taking a day trip to a tourist site you know i, I think that's that's what makes us different the groundedness the theme the deep theme and the nature but yeah if you just want to have some good vibes and be around some nice people um there's a, there's a lot of co-living spaces out there now there really, really are there's some really good ones as well yeah yeah i see that it is it is definitely uh, exploring i stayed in selena in uh, central america i think you also stayed there right mm. uh, i enjoy the the vibe but it's more if you want to stay for a few days and it's a little bit more more superficial um what other pieces of wisdom, like what people have influenced your your thinking? Oh, wow, that's an open question. Um, it I could be you, people to you uh, in terms of family, but it could also be, be famous people. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think maybe in the earlier chapters, people, there was obviously a lot of voices in the entrepreneurial world. You know, the, the, the Tim Ferriss and the Peter Thiel's, like we've spoken about already. Those people are nice to kind of, I think it's important that nobody gets trapped in following one of them, but instead reads a lot of the, those different people and, and creates their own philosophy around it because what works for them won't work for you. Um, recently, over the last six months, I've been on, I think, a more of a consciousness journey. And for me, Alan Watts is just the best. I think Alan <laughs> Watts is an absolute legend. Like, honestly, I, I, I will go for runs listening to Alan. I will do my morning yoga. I do a daily practice every day, which is uh, 10 minutes breath work, 20 minutes meditation, 30 minutes yoga. Um, mm -hmm. And I will just, Alan, what's my way through the yoga? Like, he is great. If you want to feel good, change your mood, and also slowly get convinced that everything is connected in a very philosophical way, then I, I would really recommend, I would really point people towards him. He, there's a lot more depth to his talking than I think a lot of the modern gurus like they're also very good people but there's a lot less depth to the Deepak Chopras and the Eckhart Tollers than there is to Alan Watts talking it's kind of he's really been through a much bigger journey and kind of drawing together the Japanese schools the ancient Vedic Indian schools the in, the Buddhist schools the Chinese and kind of weaving them into this pattern of analogies that lifts you up and affects the way you live your life for the better is is mind-blowing storytelling so and he really uh, inspires you that you're really not separated from anyone, right? And that, that we're indeed all connected. So he, he makes you see that you're we're less relevant than we might think. Um, <laughs> how, do, how do you combine Alan Watt theory that we're all connected towards and the entrepreneurial activities that you're doing, that you, yeah, you still create things yourself and you're on your own? Like, how do you combine these things? Are they contradictory or are they complementary no i i think they go together very well i think it's a lot more joyous like i said before you don't build things by yourself you can lie to yourself that you build things by yourself sure if you want to tell yourself that narrative it isn't true though right like even the fact that you can set up a website relies on there being godaddy which is maintained by thousands of people and relies on you know the website builders to build you so you can build a no code uh, website on something like Squarespace like just just that act where you think you're doing it by yourself is completely dependent 
on thousands of other people. So it's nice to take that away, to take that pressure of trying to do everything by yourself. Take it away. It, you don't need it. Sure, you have the company might be owned by you, uh, you know, and the mission might be closest to your heart, but let other people in, right? Let other people in, know what you want, tell people what you want, let other people help you. Um, that's a lot of fun. It really is. And, and, and maybe know what you're good at is a nice thing to, to kind of be aware of. Like, what are you really good at? I'm really good at storytelling in my company. That's kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can, I can tell a story so convincingly that I believe it myself, even though it doesn't exist. <laughs> so, like the cold I'm already living in the cold you know, in my head. I'm already in September. And because of that, I can then tell other people that story so that they believe in it. Whether, yeah. you know, and then they work with you, with me and then they pay as customers and join me. And then before you know it, it is real. And it's like, woohoo. But I cannot do detail. I cannot do operations. Yeah. I am literally a joke at that stuff. So once you know what you're bad at, find people, right? Find people who are good at what you're bad at. This is the fun of the team. This is like what hunting used to be like back in the hunter gatherer day, right? Yeah. It's like, this guy's good at throwing a spear. This one's good at tracking. This one's very fast, you know, and you come together and good things happen. So the fun, the fun thing of storytelling, you're in the basically in the beginning you're telling a lie because you're telling something that's not yet true, but then piece by piece it becomes true. Um, I think some people that are really uh, detail oriented, uh, they would consider it lying, right? So that then they can't uh, tell these stories. But if you're more imaginative, like you're saying, you, you already believe in it yourself, so you're just telling it because you already believe it, right? Because you can imagine it. And also you don't lie, right? Like even when I interviewed you, it was never a point where I was like, aha, I know exactly how this code is gonna go. No. You know, it's very honest that, hey, this is an experiment. This is the first one, you know, we don't know exactly what's gonna happen. I, I think people also enjoy that as well. Like, but you're, you know where you wanna go. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's yeah, I, I think be honest, be, be bold in where you wanna go and be honest in where you are right now. Um, yeah. and, and people, people, I think oh, maybe some people don't like that, but do you really want to be around those people? You know, oh, I no, think you want to no. be around the people who know that it's a messy journey and kind of are down, almost enjoy the messiness a little bit as well. You know, I, I think it's, so, it's all about inviting people in. Um, be bold in where you want to go and be, be honest in where you are now. That's a great, uh, great statement. You're also good in uh, philosophical, uh, philosophical statements. Do you want to? become a life coach at some point because you already did like the life accelerator like like sharing wisdom is that part of your your what you like to do i would like nothing less than to become a life coach um it's <laughs> like my worst nightmare if so oh. that happens to me someone has to put me down maybe a um maybe a comedian of some sort i do enjoy making people laugh that makes me happy uh-huh. but no um no life coach hell no, no. Life coach. no. Hell no. But I can spew out quotes that sound wise, and that's because I've listened to so much Alan Watts and Osho now. Uh, I'm just becoming an unhealthy blend of it. That's kind of all that's happening. Yeah, it's the I constant guess. drip feed. Yeah, then it becomes uh, you can get into these 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 things, right? Um, and what else do I want to know? So we talked a bit about innate experiences and in your career and your parents, some piece of wisdom. So is there a topic that you would like to share something about? Um, is there, there a question that you want me to ask? Um, I think one nice question that people should ask themselves, I think people can think more from first principles. Um, if people are familiar with that, it basically means going to the root 
of why you do something. Um, and I think people can apply that to more of their life. And one of the ways is definitely, well, looking at the way we live our lives right now, knowing that so much of it is made up through cultural norms. What is it that we're evolved to live like? And what parts of that, you know, I'm not talking about agricultural life, but we're evolved to be hunter-gatherers. So we cannot live like that right now. I mean, maybe you, maybe you can, I can't. I mean, my back is not even flexible enough. But, um, you know, maybe people can take, what parts of that way of living can people take and apply to their way of life right now? And there's a lot of small things you can do to, to kind of improve your life. Um, like looking into the food that your people used to eat thousands of years ago, um, which varies per person. And rather than taking modern diet advice, which changes like the wind, um, you know, squatting when you go to the toilet for a number two, you know, just to straighten out your your inners. Mm-hmm. These are small things you can do. Like, are you squatting just generally? Squatting every day? Well, if you're not squatting every day, why not? Um, <laughs> you know, because it's, you know, I mean, do you want to get old quickly? Um, so uh, there's just small things like that that people can do that I think actually can make a really, really big difference. Stepping outside, doesn't matter what the weather is like, the moment you wake up, get outside as fast as you can and spend five minutes outdoors. It doesn't You can stretch, you can sip your coffee outside, you can jump on a pogo stick, it doesn't matter, but it does so many good things. Andrew Huberman, I think, um, is fantastic at explaining why in terms of your eyes are designed, right, to take in the daylight when you wake up. It sends the right signals to your body to boot itself up and, and creates the right energy inside of you, um, avoiding, I'm sure as people know, avoiding blue light in the evening. Um, there's a whole host of tips out there. For, for, the, for people who want to think that way and it really helps that's uh that's that's great and you say at a cultural uh, norm so what what cultural norms do you think are a bit uh stupid in a way that that we most people have but are kind of stupid sitting <laughs> sitting is unbelievably bad for people but we do it all the time we do it way too much sitting is yeah. killing us right sitting is the new smoking now that we've got rid of smoking, I, I, I want to target sitting. Like, it's really not good for us to sit more than a couple of hours a day the way we sit. Like, we tighten our hamstrings, we screw up our hips, we ruin our knees, right? This is all happening as you sit. We over-tense our necks, we stiffen our shoulders. Like, it's really not good, especially on laptops. We're really fucking ourselves up. Or on sofas where there's no back support as well, but we think there, are, there is. So we scrunch our back up in a weird shape. Um this is doing big damage and your 30 minutes of stretching is not going to fix that if you're spending 10 hours sitting. Don't sit so much. Squat, stand, move, celebrate your body. Don't sit for eight hours and then try and fix it with by going to the gym and lifting heavy stuff. Like, play with your body, like, move, like, find a way. And if you're working on a laptop, it's not an excuse. Find a way, find a way. Make a standing desk, like, you know, get a yoga mat out and stick it next to your desk so that you can do some stretching. Like, you know, I, I'm tired of people making excuses around it as well. It's like you only have a bo- one body. Nothing you want is going to be worth having if you're not healthy while you, while you, as you get it. So look at, look after your body. I think that, that's a beautiful one. Not many people talk about it as explicitly as you, but it, it makes a lot of sense. So the sitting is one. And is there another cultural norm that is a bit stupid? I mean, like six, 65 of them that are stupid. Like but one other one. The top, the top three that, that pop into your mind first. I think the second one we can skip over because I've said it before, which is that we do things alone, which is unbelievably stupid. I think mm-hmm. we've gone too far with 
capitalism has brought a lot of good things as well. So, you know, I, I also find it a bit silly when people shred into capitalism so much. It's brought a lot of beautiful things, but let's not apply it to our own communal brains. Like we are social monkeys. Um, so it's, it's a really big one. Um, in terms of the third thing that I can tell people that's stupid, um, poof, this is, there's a lot of them. Um, Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's there's too many things. I mean, I I could go for something silly like toilets, which I think are ridiculous. Like like the idea that you sit at ninety degrees in a toilet, like I already mentioned, and we should be squatting. Oh, oh, we can go for cosmetics like shampoo. Right, that's a great one. Yeah, shampoo and body soap. Like it doesn't do anything, man. Like really just try not use try not to use much of it yeah also if you're trying to be attractive to the opposite sex your natural pheromones are the most attractive thing you have yeah so you're getting rid of those and sticking on some peach flavored gucci that a 16 year old down the road is also using um so minimize that stuff if you can um it'll feel good at first cosmetics toilet sitting alone because i was at mind valley someone said that running is actually very bad for you and he the person said it's a marketing trick of Nike to sell shoes, but there's actually quite a lot of things that we're used to that are driven by certain advertising of certain companies, right? When you think about it. Um, so are you passionate? Like you seem to be a passionate entrepreneur and, and, and you probably like to spend time in night nature, but are you at a macro level also like driven to change these things and to put people back into maybe history and, and, and nature and community going back to basics? Or is it more, or is it more a side effect of the the concept you choose? Slowly returning people to monkey. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, not at all. Um, look, I'm just a fan of taking parts of that and integrating it into our lives. And I think there's a lot of easy wins, a lot of low hanging fruit that we can pluck. So you know, I, I also enjoy comforts, the comforts of a lot of modern life as well. Um, you know, heating. AC, kind of, you know, not having bugs all over your bed. These are nice things. So it's more just the small ones that I, I like. Like I said, my interest is in stacking the deck in our favor. How can, I think the way society is designed right now, the way we live is designed to really make you feel like life is a struggle and life mm -hmm. is the pursuit of goals. And I'm just interested in how do we just stack the deck in our favor and create an environment where it makes it very easy to remember that life is a dance and life is abundant. That's that's kind of my aim. So, and I feel like people should have the same attitude. Like you cannot, it's hard work to like, you know, do a 15 minute meditation a day, like read your books to kind of really, mm, life is good, you know? You really have to convince yourself. I think instead people should just alter their surroundings with these kind of little things. Um, I, I think that that's kind of what I want at Innate as well. It's like, even with the themes, the themes are so important to me. and And, the reason why is because like it does it does what people need, right? You put the theme there. People do an hour of meditation a day or an hour of breathwork. Like people get what they need out of it, you know. And it's not through struggle all the time either. Um, so that 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 would be some advice I give to people as well. Um, I I I see, but you're taking some of these these concepts that you mentioned. Um, you offer kind of a lifestyle that 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 gets that eliminates some of these uh, these ridiculous cultural norms. The founder of Mind Valley, he uh, has a six-phase meditation, and he published a book about it. And he had a talk 
where he says it's about balancing happiness in the now and having a vision for the future. If you're only happy in the now, you'll be broke. If you only have a vision of the future, you, you're 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 stressed and and, and anxious. Um, so, do you feel you're at a point uh, in your career where you can balance this happiness in the now and this vision for the future? Because I feel that's also what you're offering, you know, with your experiences, a bit of this, this balance. Mm -hmm. Do you feel you're there? No. <laughs> are you more, all the way. <laughs> are you more leaning towards happiness in the now or more leaning towards vision for the future? No, I'm definitely leaning towards vision in the future, man. Like, I'm very young. I'm very far. So, no, I, I yeah. Hey, yeah. this company is also there to help me, you know? Like, yeah. Somebody's got to keep an eye on this Buffalo Colive. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, guess I'll join in the book as well. Yeah. So, no, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that innate also helps me. And I'm, like I said, I want this to be a community-driven company and I want to be part of that community as well, you know? And, um, yeah, like, but right now I'm, I'm far too young. I'm far too focused on, on the future and building it and I can lose my head. There's I can really lose my head in the future. There's nothing wrong with that, but why I bring, bring up this concept because I feel with the product that you actually offer, it's, it's kind of a balance that you offer, right? Because because you, you do all these practices, but you can also work on your own business. Um, so yeah, I wanted to, to mention that. I really, enjoyed, I really enjoyed our talk. We don't have any time uh, format, uh, so we can call it an end or we can keep talking, but I really have enjoyed it already. Um, uh, some listeners said, don't make them too long. So maybe we should not talk for too much, but is there something urgent that you want to share with, with people listening? before we close the, the, the podcast? Or is there any other topic that you feel we need to talk about before we end it? No, I've really enjoyed the time. I feel like listeners have probably heard enough of my voice now. <laughs> um, so I feel like we're good, you know? We're good. <laughs> they don't want to hear me saying it again. Know what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you know what you want yet? <laughs> I think they've probably got that. So yeah, yeah. thank you for, for the questions and for listening so well. Maybe, maybe... Um, one more question on the knowing what you want. I really like it. It sounds so simple, but a lot of people don't know exactly what you want. And I agree, once you know, uh, things suddenly arrive in your life. So if you don't know exactly how, what you want, how do you get there? Like what exercise do they need to do? What book do they need to read? Do they need to write it down? Like how do people get there? They buy a book called Black Hole Focus. Black Hole Focus by Isaiah Hankel. Okay. And they go through that book and then they know what they want. Uh, amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Well, I enjoyed our chat and um, I will see you in, in Portugal in, uh, in, in September. And um, yeah, people, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and uh, see you soon. Thanks, Jasper. Take care, guys. See you.